Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Support for this podcast comes from Lexus. There are many names for enthusiast, like aficionado, fashionista, foodie, sneakerhead, audiophile. But there's only one way to become one, by going all in. That's why Lexus has gone all in on the sports sedan, by designing the new Lexus IS. Because the greater the obsession, the greater the reward. Learn more at Lexus.com IS. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? It's Brian House here for the Work Forward Podcast. You're listening to the Makery Network. If you're not familiar with what the Makery is, uh, we are a consortium of makers who have gotten together, teamed up, and built multiple different shows for your listening pleasure. And it's all maker-based. So if you're interested in checking out some other shows, head over to makery.network and go find uh, some more stuff to listen to. Um, Also, today's show is brought to you by Isotunes. Isotunes is the sponsor of our show and the Makery Network, and I am enjoying thoroughly my Isotunes Free, which are these little earbud things. They've got a Bluetooth in them. I talk on my phone. They fit under my ear cups, and they also protect my ears from outside noise sources. So uh, that's a really cool thing. And I just got a shipment notification that my Isotunes link, which is the, you know, the big uh, ear cups that look like something like I'm about ready to fly a helicopter. Uh, they, you put those on and they, they are also Bluetooth enabled so that uh, you can uh, talk on the phone, listen to awesome audio content like everything on the Makery Network and our music or whatever. Keep you entertained and keep you safe at isotunes.com. All right. Anyhow, let's get on with the show. So it's me in my studio by myself. Tropical Storm Etta is 50 miles to my west. It is dumping rain. It is blowing here. 
And you know what? I've been in Florida for a long time, and I've been through so many hurricanes and so many tropical storms, I'm not even really paying attention. It was just a little bit breezy this morning when I was dr driving to work. But uh, I got to say, when a tropical depression comes through like that, um, you know, it does it does have a sort of ripple effect on everything we do because weather is a big factor. Um, I'm building something right now that requires me to go to Home Depot and pick up some wood. And I can't do that because I don't have a truck that's got a cover on it because it's raining here, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Oh, can you hear it? Here it comes. Rain on my tin roof. So if you hear any like uh, stuff that sounds like shh, you know, that's that's the rain. That's the storm overhead. I don't have a big fancy recording studio and um, I'm too proud to get in my car and record like Jeff Fader does because, uh, you know, hey, it's hot here. I can't survive. I'll die. I mean, trust me on that. Anyway, so. The projects I have got going on this week, if you're following me over on Instagram, you can find me at house underscore underscore work on Instagram um, or search my name, Brian House. With, that's Brian with an I. And uh, I, you can see some photographs of some of the um, I-beam workbench stuff that I'm putting together. I got some free I-beams. And, and when I say free, I mean, I paid for them and I didn't need as much as I got and I didn't order as many as I had gotten. And then I called a steel distributor and I said, hey, you, you sent too much. I don't need this much. And I never ordered this much. And uh, because it's I-beam and it's really heavy and they're in Tampa, they said, keep it. So I went, all right, I, I can do that. I can keep it. And then I'll figure out something else. Now, the I-beam was purchased for the press project, which I'm in currently in the middle of and, and working on the design for that. And uh, so that's something I'm actually doing. But I've got a workflow problem in my workshop. So my workshop's about 700 square feet. And then I have a small mezzanine, which is, you know, my grind room and I can work up there. And I have my, my blast cabinet up there, my kiln and all that. So I can heat treat knives and all. But uh, I don't got a ton of space on my floor. And I wanted to be able to free up some space. And so if you've seen some of my videos, you know, I have a four by eight uh, workbench that's huge. I mean, it's enormous and it, it's just, it's something my dad and I built at his house in his enormous workshop. He has a huge garage. And then he, of course, realized, hey, it's too big for me. Do you want it? I said, sure. And at that time, I didn't have a ton of tools in here. So it didn't make, uh, it made a lot of sense and it didn't make me feel like it was too tight in here. Um, now, with all the addition of my new tools, and, uh, you know, plasma table, you know, and I've got a, I just Grizzly just sent me a really cool 17 inch band saw and I've got my lathe up and running now. It's super tight. So I can't afford this um, this table to be here. It just sticks out way too far from the wall. So I'm building a whole brand new workbench. And this is a workbench that I've been dreaming up since COVID hit, since the pandemic started. And in fact, if you look back in my YouTube library, you'll be able to see uh, some early design concepts that I put out there and was going to build. I was inspired by Cody over at Wrangler Star. He had built a nice workbench with two by fours on end. And, you know, I was going to do that whole thing, butcher block top and all that. Uh, and then, you know, COVID hit, the pandemic hit. I stopped really kind of focusing on stuff like that. And anyway, long story short is I finally pulled the trigger on it. I had this free I-beam. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something with this. Um, and I had some scrap uh, quarter inch plate laying around and I'm like, you know, man, I'm going to do something kind of artsy and kind of cool and something that's really strong and stable. And this table will be unlike any other work surface that I have in here and it will not be on casters. So it's not going to move. It's going to be permanently installed. 
in one side on one side of my shop up against a wall and I wanted it to be super sturdy because I'm going to put vices on it. Um, I'm also going to put uh, some of my bench grinders on it and it's going to create just a, a spot for me, like a home spot for me to work on things. And hopefully I can keep it clean enough. You know, most horizontal surfaces, you know, they just, they just become a thing where you just start setting things on it and starts piling up. And that's this, the problem with this four by eight table right now. I'm, I'm recording on it. I've got my microphones mounted to it and I'm just staring at junk, you know, things that I've just piled up on this table and below it too because there's like little shelving below it and it's it's all piled up so i want to get rid of this table and and uh and i'm i'm just kind of waiting for the right day to do it because i need to break it all down and i need to you know chop it up essentially and you know salvage whatever wood i can from the build and the casters and all that but pretty much all the plywood's going to go away and all and then uh i i and in hopes that I would have that done and the base completed for this mega workbench that I'm building. I've went out and um, right now Home Depot has those uh, great uh, uh, DeWalt uh, toolbox. They're not toolboxes. They're like storage organizers for hardware. They have them on sale right now. They're like normally 20 bucks and um, they're knocked down to like nine ninety five or something like that. Uh, so, I, I scoured the city and went to every Home Depot. They would only let me buy two at a time, but I just went, you know, went like, hey, I need 10 of these things for my workbench build. And, you know, one Home Depot had eight, one Home Depot, or one Home Depot had four, one Home Depot had four or five. I, was, I, was, I couldn't get them all. Anyway, long story short is I couldn't find them all. So I ended, ended up uh, having to order them, but Home Depot is really good about that. You know, you can order and pick up at the store. And while I was in there, I was in the kitchen area and I noticed they had red oak butcher block. And instead of me trying to come up with the tools and the skills and all that to build a really solid workbench, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on a 25 inch by 10 foot red oak butcher block top. And Home Depot doesn't make them. They farm this out, right, to someone else. It's it's like, you know, done somewhere I don't know where North Carolina or something. And then that, that guy builds them and then sends them to home Depot. And then I go and I'll go over and pick it up, which is the reason why I haven't done it. It actually came in yesterday and I haven't gone there yet because of the stinking storm. It is raining so much that I didn't want the, I'm going to have to load this thing on my roof rack and I don't want it to get wet. So yesterday I finally got enough uh, time free time to where I could sit down in CAD and I could come up with the the files uh, the DXF files from my original drawings and then create um, you know the cut paths in sheet cam so that my plasma table could cut out the quarter inch plate which will tie together the the two I beams and I wanted it to be a little more artsy this is something this table is gonna be I don't know how much it's going to weigh. It's going to weigh a lot, you know, maybe five, six, seven hundred pounds. I don't know. Um, and it'll be here long after I, you know, am no longer making things. And um, I thought, you know, I want to do something that when someone sees it, they're going to go, wow. You know, there's going to be two two different types of people that see this table. And they're going to, one, one type's going to go, wow, that's this big, heavy, amazing thing, you know, and it's functional and it's got drawers for all your storage and everything else. And then someone else is going to look at it and go, wow, that looks heavy and hard to move and uh, totally ridiculous and way overkill. So 
my thought on it is, is, you know, I don't really care because, uh, you know, my, my plan is to stay in this workshop, you know, for at least another year while I'm growing my business here. And, um, you know, I will probably most likely quickly outgrow it. Uh, but, um, at some point I want to be able to dismantle the table, move it with me that way. Um, you know, this, this thing will follow me. Uh, so I'm building it in such a way that would allow for it to be taken apart. And that is a whole nother ball of wax. When you're working with steel, it's really super simple to just line something up and pop a weld onto it, you know, until the day comes that you need to move this 700 pound, uh, you know, workbench out of your shop or into a truck, it becomes, you know, now you're cutting it apart rather than unbolting it. So I came up with kind of a cool solution to bolt this whole thing together and using my Langmuir Systems Crossfire Pro Table, that's actually pretty simple to do. Um, but it requires a whole lot of pre-planning, you know, sitting down in Fusion and going, all right, I'm going to take two by twos, those are going to line up with the I-beam and there's going to be holes in those two by twos that are going to line up with holes in the I-beam and then everything's going to get bolted together. And that way, uh, when the time comes, I can just unbolt everything and then, you know, take it apart and move it. I finally figured out how I want to do it. And it requires that I actually cut holes in the two by two tube steel. And I'm going to try to do this. I don't even know if this is possible. I've seen videos of people doing it, but I'm going to try to cut those holes out on the plasma table. And if I index everything and line it all up, I assume, you know, hey, it should it should work just like any other steel, you know, with torch height control, which the, the Crossfire Pro has, um, it, it should really be able to, uh, you know, cut that out cut the holes at least. Um, so anyhow, long story short. Oh, I, I, hold, I think I got to stop recording here for two seconds because I heard a truck backing up in front of my shop. And that's actually one of the themes of today's show. And that is shop improvements. And when I come back, hopefully I'll have a new piece of equipment. So stand by. I'll come right back. False alarm. That was not my new equipment. And, and since we're talking about new equipment, um, so what I've ordered is in my shop, I have ordered a whole big jet, um, uh, made by jet, the company jet, um, air filtration system. And, uh, the, what, what I've noticed is, is after doing my prototyping and working in this studio is that it's very airtight. I have it air conditioned in here, which means there's nowhere for the dust to go. Like I have, I have no vent that, you know, I have this one small vent for fumes, but that's it. So I ordered a, um, this big, you know, monolithic thing that will hang from the ceiling that, uh, when you, you call jet, you say, I, I have this size of room and they t ask you like, well, how high are the ceilings and all that? And they calculate how many CFMs, you know, like what's the, the air turnover look like in your studio. So, um, I, they said they required like, you know, um, a certain amount, uh, for, um, circulating the air in your studio or workshop or whatever it is for every 10 minutes. And it pulls the air through. And then um, they came up with kind of a cool solution for like a washable filter and all this stuff because I'm working with steel and I'm working with wood and plastic sometimes. And I also am running a, um, a plasma cutter. A lot of people don't realize this, but a plasma cutter, even with the water table, the smoke and the dust that comes off of that thing is pretty, uh, pretty intense. And you need to protect yourself from it. Um, I, I wear a respirator when I, when I have this, but uh, when I have it running, but at the same time, I, you know, if I'm cutting something in the morning and I'm in here, 
that dust hangs out all day long. So I wanted to be able to rotate the air through my studio and through my workshop um, or through this air filter every 10 minutes to that way. Hopefully, uh, you know, it should solve the problem of all, all the dust in here. Even when I have my grind room mezzanine uh, grind room uh, closed off completely and the eyes and glass locked in place, the dust still finds its way out. Um, I don't really know how. There's a, there's no gaps hardly. Um, so, the, you know, the dust does make its way out because it's such a fine dust and it's metal dust. It oxidizes really quickly. And then, of course, now I'm breathing it in. I go home. I'm in the shower. I'm blowing, you know, black boogers out of my nose, which is super gross. And I got to think to myself, like, how much of that black steel ends up in my lungs? So Jet had a cool solution. Uh, and through Amazon's affiliate program, I, you know, generate um, through my videos, you know, people click um, through and buy things on Amazon. I get small commissions from that. And I had a bunch of money piled up, so I bought it through Jet, but through Amazon, so I could use those funds. Um, and it, uh, I mean, gosh, it probably, I think out of pocket, I only, it only cost like a couple hundred bucks for me. But, you know, total, it's, it's, a, it's a big purchase. But it's something, ultimately, where I think about my, my health and I think, what's more important, you know, um, money or health? Or, you know, you kind of trade one for the other. But, uh yeah, it's uh, it's on its way today. I got a call from the freight company, so I'm hoping though that'll show up at some point today. Anyhow, so getting back to this big workbench project that I have going on, um, it's it's really something that I've wanted to do for more than a year now. And when I think about it, I you know most of the things you do obviously in your workshop requires a work surface, and then for on that work surface, you want to have there's you know you want to mount a a bench vise. Uh, I bought a woodworking vise because I plan on doing some more woodworking in the shop. Uh, you want to be able to mount certain things. So I've got a foot overhang on either side. Uh, I think it's actually more than a foot. I think it's like a foot and a half on either side of this. So this butcher block is going to hang over a foot and a half on either side of the, of the bench. Everything bolts together. So the center is one piece and then the two ends are independent from that center. They all get bolted together. And then in the middle, there's slides. So you can slide in, uh, you know, these DeWalt work boxes. And uh, also the other work boxes I buy from Home Depot are those HDX, those little ones. They're like five bucks a piece. There's ten, they're 10 bucks for two, basically. Um, super inexpensive, made by HDX, but they're really solid. They're really powerful and everything. The downside to them is you can't really use them like drawers if you stack them. You have to like unstack it's it's a, just a design weird design thing but um so if you make slots in your steel um which i i'm planning on doing the drawers will slide in and out of these slots and then i'll be able to get to all my hardware i plan on organizing everything and this table will will hold 24 hdx uh tool organizers and 10 of the dewalt organizers and the reason why there's only 10 of the dewalt is because they're bigger and they're deeper. So you can't, you know, they're, and I like that because I'm gonna put bigger things in those bins. My goal for this table is that it would become the centerpiece of my shop, but off to the side. And then on top of that, right above the work surface, I'm going to install wall control panels. Um, wall control is like metal pegboard, if you're not familiar with them. 
Uh, and, uh, and then I, you know, I, I went online and I started researching like, okay, you know, when you buy wall control, what do you want as far as accessories to hold your tools? Because right now all my tools are in drawers and it's not the most efficient setup. Plus I'm working really hard on improving the way my workshop looks on camera. Uh, I have hit a content rut. I'm trying my best to create content, but I just feel like the walls are closing in in here um, and I needed something to kind of kick up my inspiration levels. You know, last uh, two shows ago with Scott was on the show. We talked about inspiration, like what inspires you? Well, in my case, what inspires me is a good, clean, organized workspace that looks good and is camera ready 90% of the time. That way, when I walk in, because a lot of times I'll have an idea for a piece of content, I'll walk into here and I'll be like, all right, I want to do it. And then I got to go, ah, shit, now I got to clean up this. I got to move that. I got to, you know, all this stuff. Plus, I got this big four by eight table sitting here and it's like, you know, always in my way. Um, I wish I should just take a chainsaw and cut it up and get out of here right now. But um, I feel like those are the feng shui blockages. You know, I don't know if you've ever studied feng shui, but feng shui is like one of those things where they say, you know, you got to create a conducive workspace for the type of work that you want to do you know if you're really uh if you need a, a clean organized workspace creates a clean and organized head like your mind will be organized and what i found is especially in my personal life at home my house there's nothing on the counters i keep everything very minimal uh, i don't want a lot of stuff laying around because i want my head clear i want to be able to do that well in a workshop that is super difficult. It is, you know, every horizontal surface has dust and tools and crap laying all over it. And honestly, it's hard to think in here. And especially when you're running out of room, it becomes this, you know, nagging thing where it's like, oh, I want to record this, but I don't have the space. And, you know, there's stuff all over the place that I have to clean up. And uh, what I'm trying to achieve in this workspace which is similar to a two-car garage. It's a little deeper, and it's obviously a lot taller. But what I'm trying to achieve is um, that kind of free, minimalist feeling where all of your tools are easily accessible, but it's very organized. And when you want to achieve something, you can pull the trigger and make it happen. That's what I'm trying to do. And in order to make that happen, you know, you got to spend a little bit of money, and you got to take some time, and you got to build some stuff. But I didn't really want to compromise on the workbench. That was like something that, for me, a workbench is super important. And um, and I didn't want this thing to move. That was the other component of this. The, you know, I wanted to be able to wrench on this thing and have it be just solid. Whether I bolt it to the ground or not, which I don't know if I'm going to do. But, you know, I want to be able to really have this thing not move on me. So, um that's what I'm doing. And I'm shooting a video on it. So, you know, of course, it takes 10 times as long because now I'm shooting a video and, you know, how that whole thing goes. But uh, anyhow. So the rain, man, it is just <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it, but the storm is is uh, uh, it's yeah, it's a whole thing. But um I think I'm going to take, I'm just going to take a quick break. Let this, let this squall go past and then I'll return with a fresh mind and we'll continue the podcast. All right. I'm just going to pause this and we'll do it. All right. I think Edda is calming down now. <laughs> 
outside. So getting back to shop organization and shop upgrades, um, I was blessed enough to uh, have uh, Grizzly um, uh, work with me on getting this uh, new bandsaw. I haven't really shown it in any videos. I just actually got it um, from them. And uh, it's a 17 inch uh, 35th anniversary uh, edition uh, bandsaw. It, it, uh, what I like about it is, is it's not the typical like beige and green color that they put all of their um, other tools in. Uh, this one is black and orange. I really dig that. And uh, so um, they shipped it to me um, and uh, got it relatively quickly. It was a fast deal, you know, and uh, no no shipping on it. Um, and uh, the thing is a beast. It comes in a huge crate. Uh, and we manhandled it into the shop. I found a spot for it. And then I bought a um, one of those uh, rolling carts, the things that you can put up underneath of it. So uh, I got that going for me, which is nice. And I, I decided to do that because, you know, the house made project uh, with the grinder is doing so well. Um, and, you know, we're really, um, I, I just feel like I want to just invest any profit back into what I'm doing with YouTube. So, you know, when I sell a grinder kit or uh, parts for the for the grinder or plans, all that money goes um, obviously to pay off the debt that was incurred uh, when we started the project. But then also um, anything left over from that, we, we dump back into buying tools and making the shop better. So, you know, hence the wall control, the new workbench, which honestly the workbench costs very little to make. Uh, I would say I'd have less than 500 bucks into the workbench when it's all said and done. And most of that is in that butcher block top, you know, that I bought uh, from Home Depot. So, you know, I, I, I'm taking that those funds and I'm putting them into upgrades in the workshop, you know, to make my my system here more efficient um and i'm doing more collaborations with like knife making and you know blade smithing and it and i'm trying to do a little bit more woodworking and wood stabilization all of those things i'm trying to envision what my workspace looks like and then at the same time a space is conducive to creating content you know to share out to the internet and help educate people and entertain people um i feel like that's just something i'm you know really wanted to do this year uh, if you would have told me a year and a half ago that this would be the position I'm in, uh, I wouldn't have believed you. You know, um, I I did believe in the project. I just didn't think it was going to come off the ground as quick as it did. And uh, I I truly appreciate everyone who has supported me in uh, starting House Made as a tooling company, and then also buying the plans and the the kits uh, on HouseMade.us. That is something that has changed my life enormously and uh yesterday there was a big long thread on the facebook page if you're not familiar with uh diy machines and our diy what is it called god i said i created this facebook page and i don't even know the name of it hold on let me look um i think it's diy grinders and machines but let me look here so uh, on this, we started a Facebook page just for, yeah, DIY belt grinders and machines. So if you go out and find that on Facebook, um, you can dig into uh, some uh, some hand-built grinders, not just the Revolution, but, with, you know, there's a lot of talk on the Revolution. But, um, the, you know, this is a Facebook page that's dedicated to that process. 
we're up to one, uh, almost 2000 members now in that group, which is huge. I mean, that's unbelievable. We just started that like four months ago. And it's a bunch of guys talking about, obviously talking about grinders and their homemade kits and getting advice. And we give advice to everyone. So if you're having a tracking problem, you know, everybody chimes in and talks about, you know, stuff like that. So facebook.com uh, uh, DIY belt grinders and machines. I will put a link down in the show notes so you can find that and join that group. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying about that, somebody posted yesterday that they wanted to buy the kit. And then the um, uh, the ultimate bundle, which is the grinder kit. And um, I don't know, there was like 60 some people that commented in about how they purchased the kit and they were super happy with it and showing off photos. The enormous amount of love for this project is just, um, gosh, it's overwhelming, you know, reading the stories and looking at the pictures of what people have built with the revolution. And, and by the way, it's not just knife makers, you know, these, um, we sell a lot to like muffler shops and, um, now I don't even really know how this happened, but, um, somebody in the home built airplane, uh, groups, the communities of the, these guys that build their own airplanes, they all got into it and somebody said they saw my grinder at a like an air show and then i got an email from another guy who said that he he is he built the revolution and he's bringing the revolution uh to the eaa next year and he's going to use it in the repair uh barn they have a repair barn so if you have an airplane there and you need something worked on there's a bunch of guys that volunteer their time and he's going to have a revolution in the repair barn and i'm like you got to be kidding. He's like, no, no, this is a great tool for anybody that works with metal. I mean, it's, a, it's not just about knives. And I'm like, man, you know, more and more as I um, get deeper into this, the tooling world, what I've realized is that uh, the belt grinder, especially the two by 72, not just the revolution, but all of them, that's like the next table saw. It's the next drill press. I mean, everyone should have it in their workshop. It is such a useful functional tool that I use for just about everything. So uh, the outpouring of support for this project is just, it's just overwhelming. And I truly appreciate everyone who speaks on my behalf. Uh, a lot of people online go and, uh, talk about the revolution and their build. And if somebody comments in a bladesmithing forum about, you know, Hey, I want to build a grinder. I've got a crew of guys that just are they They support the project through talking about it and gosh i cannot tell you how my I, if i i just i don't even know i have no words and i just appreciate you guys so much because what that does is even though you know that person may or may not buy that kit if someone does buy the plans or the kit that money goes right back into what I'm doing, which is essentially going to continue to fuel my my tooling business uh, to keep creating new and innovative tools. And I'm going to do it. And I am I am doing it. So it's like, it's just such a win-win, you know? And um, it's giving me the opportunity to do what I love. It's, it's, it's just basically fueling the financial side of it so that I can continue focusing on this, you know, because I own the tech company that, you know, the IT and computer repair shop next door. And that's, you know, that's a great passion. And it was my passion for a lot of years, but this fills a need inside of me that is, uh, it's, it makes my life worth it. Like I, I know it sounds crazy. It's like, you know, somebody go, oh, are you, you, you really feel that way? You know, and I, and 
when you hit a certain point in your life where I am, I'm like early 40s, um, I, I had hoped I would be here before now, but I have the opportunity to do it now. So I'm doing it. And I feel like that is just, this is the path for my life. You know, every single day I spend time in this workshop and I'm making something to help a community or build a tool or give someone advice, that right there makes my day worth it. I feel productive and happy and happy to be on earth. And, and that to me is, is worth everything. So everyone who helps support me through talking about the revolution, buying the revolution kits, uh, buying the plans, um, you inadvertently have changed my life one purchase at a time. And that is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Times 10. And I will continue to give to the community. So just so you know, that's my goal. Anyway, getting back to shop organization and talking about, you know, you know, certain health and safety factors, uh, you know, I've, I've taken a knife in the apron. I'm sure you guys have, um, uh, Brian Cohn, uh, it's, it's K O H N. I'm going to mention Brian. He's creating content for YouTube, Instagram. Um, he posted a picture of his face where he took a slice to the face. Um, and here's what I hear a lot. And this is how, uh, common this is. It's usually not the grinding belts that grab the blades. It's the Scotch-Brite buffing belts. They're, they're notorious for grabbing a tip and then flinging, you know, things. So safety is paramount. When you're working with pointy, sharp, hardened steel and, you know, you're working around a belt that's flying 5,000 RPM, take good care because in one second, your life could change. Um, and so that's that's ultimately what led to the revolution project was because I took a knife to the apron and I wanted to be able to build a horizontal grinder that would tilt, you know, horizontal and go forward in reverse. And then, you know, also, you know, so it could track well enough to go forward in reverse. Uh, and that way I wouldn't have those risks, you know, um, when I'm using a Scotch-Brite belt, unless I'm uh, using it in a vertical fashion or a horizontal fashion, it's in reverse. I mean, I, I can't stress that enough you gotta that knife will grab and it could fly out of your hands super dangerous stuff um so safety in your shop and and that's just the very visible safety factor you know flying knives is one thing but the dust is another so i urge you if you're if you're you have a dusty workshop and I'd urge you right now to go change your cartridges in your respirators and then also look into face protection. You know, a lot of people ask me about that white face mask that I wear. I just get that on Amazon and it, and it works okay. You know, it keeps my face uh, out of, you know, harm's way, but you can't wear a, a traditional respirator under that thing. Like a 3M respirator won't fit. So you got to, you know, of course, and on top of that, you can't wear any ear protection either unless you're using the Isotunes uh, free. So, uh, or just standard earplugs, right? So I, I'm over it. You know, the, the, when I look at my, the amount of dust that piles up in here every day, I f feel like, you know, the purchase of the jet, um, air filter is, makes a ton of sense. And I'm seriously investing some time into looking into a full, what do they call that? Negative pressure, uh, face mask. The ones that Alex Steele wears, you know, where he puts it over his face and it, and it's got a cartridge that goes under your belt and it's battery powered. They're really super expensive, but you know, if you do this work for 10, 20, 30 years, you're going to have some serious lung damage, uh, unless you take care of all of these things now. 
So if you're a young guy or if you're an old guy, take care of your lungs, because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Uh, so that's super important. Well, listen, guys, it's 33 minutes in, and I know it's a short show. Uh, this week, lots of technical issues and time frame issues, but uh, I have to wrap up the show early today. I wanted to get something out and wanted to talk to you guys. Next week, I'm bringing Ben Benjamin, Benjamin Butler, back in the studio so uh, for another recording session because we got cut off early then, too. And uh, I wanted to bring him back because I've got this concept in my head that I'd like to incorporate more woodworking into what I do. And Ben gives a very unique perspective on working with wood, being a maker, and, um, and also he's just a super interesting, nice guy. So I like having him around. So he'll be on the show next week. And uh, also remember, if uh, you you need to be hydrated, down in the show notes, go to the Key Nutrients affiliate link down there. I drink at least three of them a day. They are sugar-free, calorie-free hydration uh, powder mixes that you can put into your water bottles, and they keep you hydrated in your workshop and studio while you're working. If you purchase through that link, we get a small kickback, and it helps us continue making content and doing stuff like this, like the Work For It podcast. As always, guys, I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much again for listening i apologize for the rain and the wind and all the sounds on the show today and uh thank you for continuing supporting my work i truly appreciate you guys i hope you are all working for it my name is brian house and this has been episode number 25 if you can believe it almost six months of recording weekly podcasts 25 episode number 25 of the work for it podcast right here on the maker network keep on grinding If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.